Welcome to the Healthy Habits for Life podcast. I'm Dr. Carol Perlman, a psychologist, health coach, and married mom of two boys. I went from a frazzled mompreneur who hits news until the last possible moment to a vibrant business owner who jumps out of bed at 5 a.m. excited about my day. I once felt completely overwhelmed by my endless task list, but have learned how to work smarter, not harder, by studying health habits, mindset, and time management. I love to teach others how to implement top recommendations for health, happiness, and success. Yes, busy moms can learn how to stop picking at your kids' leftover food, create a daily exercise routine, and stay on top of the to-do list so you go to bed feeling fantastic about your day. Tune in each week as I share my best strategies for creating and sustaining daily habits for a healthy lifestyle and chat with other experts in the health and wellness industry. I'm your host, Dr. Carol Perlman. This is the Healthy Habits for Life show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Healthy Habits for Life. I'm your host, Dr. Carol Perlman, and I'm excited to have you back and introduce to you one of my friends, Alexis Simmons, who is in the beauty industry, beauty and skincare. And I know for me, I have a lot to learn from her. And I think there are a lot of people out there who are looking to improve on their skincare habits. And so I am really excited to see what Alexis has to teach us today. So let me tell you a little bit about who she is and and the work she does. Alexis has aimed to raise self-esteem for nine years with her career in rodent and fields dermatologist. With a background in journalism and a desire to do more good than simply report it, she capitalized on her own skin concerns, which she fought diligently with everything from routine regimens to steroids to helping people fight their own skin concerns in acne, sensitivity, sun damage, and aging. She is proud to back the fastest growing skincare company in the nation, one who not only provides structural relief to common problems like rosacea, psoriasis, and melasma, I need to learn more about that, but carries the number one line in anti-aging and the number one line in acne in premium skincare. And with her desire for travel, work from home life, learning about others and how she can help them, Alexis has lived a life she hopes is worth sharing about. Well, from what I know, Alexis is a new friend of mine, but from what I know, she is definitely living a life worth sharing about. So welcome. Thanks, Carol. Hi. So glad to have you here. So let's start out by, um, you know, I think there's some people out there who might not know about the company that you work for about Rodin and Fields. So can we start there and tell us a little bit about that company and what it's about and what it offers? Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, so those who are not familiar with Rodan and Fields, we made Proactive. That's that acne medication. We all saw an infomercials. Justin Bieber was a big fan at one point, like basically the largest acne brand ever created in the world. Um, but Rodan and Fields itself actually branched off as a separate company uh, by the two women who made Proactive because they realized people were coming into their dermatology offices for the same four concerns every single day, and they were not teenage acne. (laughs) So they created these four core regimens to counter these four core concerns to really take the need to see a dermatologist for some of those more simple areas, simple problems um, out of the picture, kind of keep the insurances out of the picture, keep things a little bit more, more easy for the client, but still give them the same level of care, same clinical level of care um, and natural combination of clinical level of care um, that they could 
without, again, having people have to leave their houses even. So originally we were in high-end retail. We were the number one brand in places like Nordstrom, Bloomingdale's, Macy's, and entered more of the um, direct market in you know, 2008, 2010, in between there. We've now grown. We have been, for the last five years now, the number one brand in premium skincare across all price points. But we also own the categories, like you, you mentioned, um, in anti-aging and in acne, both. So we really focus on four things. That's pretty much it. We don't really skirt outside of that. But um, usually when somebody is, is you know, at their wit's end, then that's where I can come in and kind of help them out. And I know that when people have skin issues, it's really emotional. I mean, it's pretty... It's not crazy. I was going to say it's crazy, but it's really not. But you know, your skin is the first thing that people see. And if it is, if you, if there are any issues with it, I know people feel super, super self-conscious about it and the emotions run so deep. So finding a solution and being able to correct the problem is a really big deal. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so interesting too, because statistically 63 million Americans have what is called a product graveyard, which is basically a bunch of different products we've tried because we loved what they promised they would do. And then they didn't do what they said they would, but it really goes to show exactly what you're saying. We've all been striving for something to help us feel more confident, feel more beautiful, put our best face forward. And uh, yeah, nothing, nothing says Nothing says a, a confidence building than having to stare at yourself on Zoom every oh day. No kidding. <laughs> it's really hard. I'm hearing this from so many people. It's really hard to stare at yourself. And it's kind of um, opening up a whole host of other <laughs> issues, having to look at yourself all day long on Zoom. So I'm sure your business has been booming. Um, I know you're super successful. So tell us a little bit. Actually, wait, before we talk about your journey with Rodin and Fields, can you go back those four things that you mentioned? Can you highlight those again? The four mm-hmm. problems that you treat? Absolutely. Yeah. No. So, so really they're the most common things people would think of. Like if I were to ask you list the four things and I won't put you on the spot, but if I would, you probably would be able to come up with them. You know, acne is massive. Even people who are adults, uh, people assume that teenagers get the mass majority of acne, which they do. 87% of teens have acne, but what people don't realize is that 54% of adults develop acne as well. Um, sensitivity is the second one we focus on. So things like rosacea, psoriasis, eczema, I've worked with a lot of people to help them get off steroids where steroids are just designed to attack a symptom when you have that symptom, um, but also kind of work in that middle ground. So we're not just focusing on not triggering a problem like so many other different products out there will do. We're that middle ground where we want to help the cells repair at a faster rate. We want to help your skin actually heal itself instead of forcing it or just not triggering a problem. Mm -hmm. The third focus is sun damage. So I see a lot of clients that come to me after having laser treatment and then, you know, a year or two goes by and it comes back. They don't realize it's not permanent if they're not preventing. But at the same time, I get a lot of people that don't want to go the laser treatment route because their skin tone is already dark and they don't want to make it worse, which laser treatments can be a little bit more dangerous for darker skin tones um, or people who just don't want the pain and the cost. But overall, anti-aging is probably our number one focus. So the other three definitely cater to anti-aging. Every one of our products that caters towards acne, sensitivity, sun damage will have an anti-aging property to them. But anti-aging in general is our number one thing. We, we want to be the best anti-aging brand people can think of when they want to start preventing and restoring damage on their skin. 
And so what does that look like? So people, you know, people want the fountain of youth. We want our skin to look young. So what does, what specifically does anti-aging try to prevent or reverse? I I mean, we could all look in a mirror and just, you know, point out things we don't like, and they probably would, would fit into that category. Scarring from past acne even falls into aging, um, different acne marks like the pocking or enlarged Mm. pores. Some people, you know, get the enlarged pores because they've had acne or they just get enlarged pores because their collagen is, is losing its elasticity. Uh, so enlarged pores, fine lines, um, the wrinkles, the crow's feet around the eyes, even dark mm-hmm. circles because our skin has started to thin, which of course is leading into sensitivity as we age sun damage. The first thing we notice about someone's age isn't necessarily the wrinkles. Even it's how the light reflects off their skin. It's how our skin tone is balanced, which is why we wear concealer. We want everything to match. Yeah. So, yeah. So we kind of cover all of those categories. We want to reverse anything that has been damaged with time, age, gravity, life choices, those types of things. Okay. I, this is very informative. I didn't know all of this. Okay. So how did you get involved with this company? Yeah. You know, uh, I, well, it's kind of a funny story. I had no intention in working in skin. Um, I had no passion for it. I, I didn't know anybody who had worked in skin. I didn't know anything about skin other than the fact that for about 10 years, I had been on and off steroids, Accutane, Spirolactone, Tetracycline, Doxycycline. I mean, you literally name it. If somebody's been on a steroid for acne, I probably had as well. Um, I tried Proactive. It was too harsh for my skin. I had tried all kinds of different products and nothing had worked for me. And back then, this my type of acne concern was not as commonly known because it was an adult focus, which is fairly new in the last 10 to 15 years, fairly a newer concept that there's a difference between teenage and adult acne. Um, when I found Rodan and Fields, there was really two reasons I looked into it. One was my own personal needs. So when I found it, uh, started using it, it was the first time and the first thing that I ever found that got my skin clear, which was really big because I didn't want to be in steroids the rest of my life. <laughs> uh, my grandma still had had acne at that point, And I knew I was in a lifetime, lifetime supply of it. If I didn't find something quick, um, my skin has been clear now for almost 10 years now since I've it's so it. beautiful. You would never know you ever had an issue. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. Lots of, lots of years of working on it. Yeah. um, Yeah. The second, second reason I really found the company was, you know, I wanted to work in an industry where I could help people. As you mentioned in my, my bio, I have a background in broadcast journalism. I learned how to ask the right questions. I learned how to communicate with people. I learned how to learn and how to listen. And I didn't want to be the woman interviewing the mom whose son was just killed. I didn't want to have to go down that route. I didn't want to lose my empathy and look at that type of a career as a job. What I wanted to do was do something where I could build up confidence, build up happiness in others, work one-on-one with individuals, not have people be just a number, but instead build a relationship with them. And looking at one of the top five industries at the time, back then when I first was starting to to pursue a different career, uh, dermatology was one of them, one of the top five. So eight months later, Again, looking at every other route within skin I possibly could, I wandered into a meeting for Rodan and Fields and I said, this is it. This is going to be my career choice. And yeah, six months later, I was debt free from college and the rest is history. <laughs> That's amazing. So it's it's not something that you knew, you know, for a long time you wanted to do. You kind of fell into it after a lot of research. But tell us about your success. I mean, you were not, you know, you're not just dabbling in Rodan and Fields. 
Yeah. Well, thank you. Oh, see, this is the part that's hard. It's so hard to I talk know. about myself, right? Um, I, uh, so I'm one of the top 2% in the company. For a few years, I was um, the, the top recruiter in the company as well. And it's... It, so hard to say those things. I don't know why it's, it's been such an exciting journey. And honestly, I would say that, uh, most of it has been because of the people that have come across my path. Like, like you, honestly, I would have never met you had I not been with this company because I wouldn't have been seeking out new relationships, new friendships, meeting new people. Um, so I've done very well. And one of the top, uh, I guess top chapters in our company, um, top tiers. And it really just comes down to the fact that I've been able to meet people that are put into my path for a reason. I can help them vice versa. Then they're able to help me. And, uh, I guess I'm not a quitter. So it's been, it's been, um, through all the trials and tribulations of owning a business, I've just kind of said, this is it, this is what I'm going to do. And no matter how low the tides went, um, I just kept swimming, swimming. Well, that would be another great conversation we can have. Maybe we'll do a part two someday because I would love to pick your brain. You know, I'm an entrepreneur myself and, um, and one of my favorite things to do now is meet other entrepreneurs, especially other women. And it's a journey. It is such a journey and it's a great conversation to have in terms of what you've been through and what it takes to succeed because you are such a great example of that. So we'll save that for another day. Um, but today, so you know that one of my passions is habits, is helping people develop habits for a healthy lifestyle, which really encompasses so many things. And that's why I wanted to bring you on to the podcast today. So you can teach us a little bit about how to work on habits for skincare. And you can use me as, as your example. I'm really a terrible, terrible example of this. I put a lot of effort into my nutrition and the household products that I'm using in my house and skincare. I don't know why, maybe I've been blessed. I haven't had a lot of problems in my life. So therefore it's kind of been at the, you know, on the back burner, but I know, you know, it's our largest organ. And like you said, it's the first thing that people see. So it's super important to take care of it. And unfortunately, it's not like you can do it once a month, you know, do something once a month and then reap the benefits. It's, some, it's, it's, um, it's a habit that you have to create so that you're tending to it every day. And as, as I, as I always say, it's a lot easier to do something every day when it's a habit rather than something that's on your list that you have to check off. So let's talk about how to create these habits for taking good care of your skin. Yeah. Okay. Where do I start with that? You know, I was lucky. My mom, because I'd had acne, taught me how to use a three-step regimen, wash, toner, and moisturizer from the time I was 12 years old and on. So those habits were instilled within me as a child, which I think made it so much easier than as an adult to then get into the crazy 17-step regimens, which only crazy people do, Mm -hmm. um, which is myself. (laughs) 17. Wow. Well, maybe not. I might be exaggerating. <laughs> it might be more like eight or nine, but it's okay. still, it's up yeah. there more than most people have. <laughs> but starting out, I would say, you know, to get into a good habit is really just to switch your mindset and make sure that you understand why you want to have better skin, why you are seeking out something to make yourself feel more beautiful and what it means on a deeper level. I don't think skincare, people just wash their face because they know they're supposed to wash your face. Otherwise, 
people won't wash their face. If you're just told to do it, to do it without any reason, it's really hard to start that habit. Um, so I always give people suggestions or options, talk them through it. When I have clients that say, I'm not great at washing my face, I usually try to find out what their goals are. What do you want to achieve? What is the outcome? Take a photo beforehand and know that you are challenging yourself that in 60 to 90 days, when your cells have recycled, which it does take 60 to 90 days, ironically, it takes about two months to really set a strong habit in place. Um, but if you want to see a big change at the end of that, take that before picture, because it's going to keep you accountable. Yeah. So that's the number one piece of advice that I give people. Uh, at nights, when people have a hard time washing their face in the evening, which evening washing is far more important than morning washing, just because we have all the dirt, the pollutants, the toxins, the makeup, all the things on our skin. When you go to sleep, your pores actually open and your bodies and your cells start to recycle through and heal and change. You know, it's the same thing with nutrition and health. We sleep, our bodies recover. Um, our skin is the same way because it is an organ. So washing your face at night, I tell people if they have a hard time remembering, don't wait until you're ready for bed. The second you come home from work or get off that Zoom call at 6 p.m., <laughs> just wash your face, mm -hmm. get it done with, even if you didn't wear makeup, because all of the things in the air are still sticking onto your skin. So just wash it as soon as possible. Sometimes I'm a 5 p.m. washer. It totally makes sense. Do it while you're still awake, because for most people, I definitely get this, you know, once eight o'clock hits you get into the zone and then it's bare minimum, you know, just relaxation. So I have a, a I know they say no question is stupid, but this is kind of a stupid question. <laughs> what do you use to wash your face? Yeah. You know, it, it, for me personally, I always make sure that if I'm wearing makeup, I pre-wash. Most cleansers do not remove your makeup. If they are a good cleanser designed to actually do something to your skin, they won't necessarily remove your makeup. So unless otherwise noted, some of them do, but I pre-wash if I'm wearing any makeup just to get that top layer, all the makeup, any of the dirt yeah. off. Then I wash my face with whatever the really good, nice, usually a little more pricey wash that I have is. I make sure that then I'm using that. And what do you like, what do you put it on? Do you use, um, you know what I mean? Like, do you splash it, just splash it on with your fingers or washcloth? You know, that's total preference. I always tell people, you know, it's up to you. If you find something that works for you, if you love your routine and that is you use the bottom of your slipper because you love the tech, <laughs> whatever, do what works for you. For myself, I'm a total splasher. I just take water in my hands and splash it all over. And of course it gets all over the sink and all over the counter, yeah. and all over the mirror and it dries the next morning. And I say, cool, carry on. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. So just splash with your hands. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like take, take the container and splash it on your hands and then splash it on your face. Well, if it's a wash, I'll, I'll usually okay. put it on just slightly damp skin. Okay. So I'll have pre-washed. So my skin will be slightly damp. Otherwise yeah. I just put the cleanser in my hands on my fingertips and lightly dip my fingertips through water. I'll quickly, you know, skim it through water. Okay. You have to add a little bit of hydration into that. And okay. then I put it on my face, but to wash it off. Yeah. I just use straight water. People can use washcloths, especially if they like that extra exfoliation. I always tell people to be a little careful though, because two reasons. One, if you have sensitive skin, that extra exfoliation can be too much. Or if you are using a washcloth more than twice, you are breeding bacteria onto that washcloth. So unless you have an antibacterial microbial, um, I know Norwex actually to plug them. Um, they have pretty good face cloths. I those just heard about those. Yeah. 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 Those are good ones to go with. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just using a regular like kitchen towel, really gross. Yeah. Like, okay. 
Um, so, well, that's easy enough. Just use your hands and nothing else. You know, you don't have to worry about anything else. So that's easy. Okay. So step one is wash, get the, all the pollutants from the day off your face and wash. And then what's next? So what's next in most cases, if somebody's not sensitive, I would say a toner. Mm-hmm. That is a, a number one given most dermatologists will say it's the most important step outside of washing your skin and sunscreen because toners really deliver ingredients to the bottom layers of your skin. So because they're liquid, people tend to skip them. They think they smell and look like water, but because they're liquid, they also are thinner than creams and they can deliver those ingredients to your bottom layers. It's also the only product that can actually carry certain ingredients that do need to get to the bottom. So it's the multivitamin of your skincare. Okay. The one that really gets the things the deepest And then you want to lock that in though. So that's where you get a moisturizer or a sunscreen or anything like that. So if people have to stick to just three steps, making sure they're washing their face with something, using that toner, and then locking it in with either a moisturizer or sunscreen or both. For me, I have like, again, three steps after that, but. (laughs) But the average person can just do one moisturizer. Okay. So that's easy enough. Like one, two, three, you know. If it feels important to you, that seems like that is doable. Um, do you have any other hacks up your sleeve for how to create the habit? Yeah, you know, I can. I always tell people, at least my clients, if they're having a hard time remembering to get into the habit, um, because Rodan and Fields is is my full time job and it's it's all I do and I really truly love it. I will text them every day if they want me to. Um, I can be just kind of that accountability partner. Maybe yeah. they only need me once every three days. Maybe they need me every day. Otherwise, I tell people set an alarm. Mm-hmm. You really can't remember set an alarm. And if you feel like I don't want to wake up and wash my face because I just don't, I don't have time for that. Set your alarm a minute earlier, just a minute earlier. If you are taking more than three minutes to do your nightly or morning routine, you're overdoing it. Even me with my eight, nine, 17 steps, however many I actually have, <laughs> if it takes me more than three to four minutes for me, even it's too much. It's overdoing it, it. It's such a good point because I know things that we're trying to add in can feel really big. And in your head, it can feel like, oh, this is a oh, huge step that I'm trying to do. And I don't have time for that. But when you really pinpoint it and say, okay, really, how much time does this take? Three minutes? Is three minutes really going to delay my morning? Or like, I can't stay up three minutes longer to do this. You know, of course you yeah. can. That's that's silly. So it does help to really look at, okay, how long does it actually take? Um yeah. I tell people too, you know, if you can spend three minutes making your bed, you're just going to unmake that at the end of the day. Your skin's going to represent you a lot longer. Spend the three minutes doing that instead. (laughs) So true. It's so true. Um, I don't know if this is one that you ever use, but this is one of my favorite habit tricks that can apply to a lot of things. It's called habit stacking. So have you heard of that term? Yes. And I love it. And I, I rely on that. Yes. Yeah. So how do you connect this with habit stacking? So starting small, I mean, exactly setting one goal. Maybe you say, okay, in the morning when I brush my teeth, I'm just going to start by washing my face as well. Then maybe once you've started washing your face while you've also been brushing your teeth, maybe you put the cleanser on or a mask and then you brush your teeth while the cleanser or mask is sitting on your skin. Then maybe once you have that routine, then you go, okay, I know the next most important thing is probably sunscreen. So I'm just going to get into the habit of wearing sunscreen. Or maybe you get into your car and you make sure you make your coffee and you grab your coffee mug. Maybe you put your sunscreen bottle by your coffee mug every morning. So you bring it in the car with you and you apply it on the road while you're going. Maybe not while you're driving. Yeah. (laughs) So that's actually two habit forming techniques combined into one. So the stacking part, um, the starting small, 
Um, I think there's another word for that. I forget what it is. Um, well, I'll figure it out another time, but, you know, starting with just one small addition and getting used to that and then adding on to that. But the piece that I also really love is attaching it to something that you already do. So if you know, you already brush your teeth, you don't have to think about that. I hope nobody has to really <laughs> think too much about brushing your teeth and you just do it every night. You connect them and you say, okay, when I brush my teeth, I'm also going to wash my face. And then they're, they're forever attached or it's like, I talked to a lot of people about this um, in terms of taking medication. If you have a new medication, take it when you're brushing your teeth and put it in your bathroom. So you just associate the two and then you don't have to think about another step. It's just what you do. Exactly. So yeah. Okay. I have to say you make it sound really doable. I have the the three steps from you and, um, and I can do this. I I think I can do this. You have it all broken down. I think I can do this. And I also want to highlight this idea of the accountability partner. That's a a technique that I use as well with people trying to work on all sorts of nutrition and fitness routines. And that's honestly what got me started with my fitness routine six years ago was the accountability partner that I had at the time, my friend, and I had to text her every day and say, workout done. And it was not wanting to have to text her and say, I blew it off is like the single thing that got me going. So if I knew you were going to text me every night and say, did you wash? I'm going to be motivated (laughs) to, you know, to get it done. And you only need it for a little bit of time. You just need someone to give you that nudge for a short period of time. And then you build the habit. Yeah. Yeah. Our company actually encourages accountability in washing as well. We actually do referral discounts. So if you send a friend, you get, you know, money off your next order uh, to really encourage that people do this together as a partnership and, you know, husbands, wives, that that type of thing. Um, they want people to, yeah, to stay accountable to taking care of their skin. Cause I mean, like you said, it's the largest organ on our body and skin is the first defense against everything. It's stretchy, it's malleable, it's waterproof. And we want to make sure that it stays strong and keeps the bad stuff out. Yeah. So good. So good. Honestly, you're, you're going to be in my head on my shoulder and, and I hope that people listening to this have also learned that this is, can be really doable. You know, it doesn't, it can be eight or nine steps, um, or more, but you can also start small and, and just work on the habit and then take it as far as you want. Yeah. So thank you so much for sharing these great tips today. Um, tell me where can people find you if they want more information or if they want a consultation with you to figure out what are some of the next steps for them? Where can they find you? Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me on here first. This is just, it's so fun. And it's so fun to see, see you and to, to I guess, talk to your friends and, and family and network out and about. Uh, but if people want to contact me, honestly, anything really works. My email is my name. So it's Alexis Simmons, two M's. So A-L-E-X-I-S Simmons, S-I-M-M-O-N-S. And then the letters R-F at gmail.com. Okay. Um, otherwise I am on Instagram. My handle is at class underscore and underscore sunshine. Would love to meet people on there. I know kind of a, a gimmicky, fun, positive spin on a, on a hashtag. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Well, your Instagram is so fun. I love to follow you. You know, you live a fun, adventurous life. In addition to really helping people feel better about themselves through their skincare, you live a fun life and it's fun to follow that on Instagram. So Thank you. thanks for I appreciate it again. Yeah. I'm so glad our paths crossed. I don't even remember how they did, but I'm so glad they did. And thank you for sharing all of your great tips today. I know I'm going to promise to do better. And I hope because of this, that other people will work on their habit too. So 
Thanks again. And thanks everyone for listening and see you next time. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Healthy Habits for Life. If you love today's episode, please follow me on iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. These are so important and will enable others like you to find this podcast. Also, please share this podcast with your friends you know would also love it so we can get the word out. Thanks again for joining me. Until next week.